Well, hello and welcome to the Brian Hornback Podcast. This is episode 39, 39 of the Brian Hornback Podcast. Uh, a lot of things going on in the world of politics in Knoxville and Knox County. Um, this is about the middle of July, 2021. Uh, a lot of things have happened um, since our last podcast, which was episode 38. So 39 is going to really talk about uh, really some of the so in the last week, we had the uh, West Knox um, Republican Club's uh, indoor picnic. Uh, had a lot of the, uh, the judicial, um, the judges, um, and um, all those folks um, at that picnic and individuals that were running for office. Um, and so um, let's talk about the judges' races because it's really kind of changed in the last uh, 48 or so hours. Um so early on, uh, we knew that uh, Chancellor uh, Clarence Eddie Pridemore, uh, who uh, was in essence the David that beat the Goliath, um, he uh, ran seven years ago. He defeated uh, Democrat Chancellor Daryl Fansler, um, and um, really was the David that took on the Goliath, and uh, Goliath went down. A lot of people said that the only reason that Pridemore won was because he was on the Republican ballot. Um, I think early on, uh, a lot of those, um, particularly Democrat lawyers, um, were upset uh, and and was overly critical of Pridemore and the fact that, quote, he didn't have enough experience and those type things. Um, but from what I've understood, uh, again, I'm not a lawyer, uh, and I haven't stayed at a Holiday Inn Express anytime soon. But uh, from what I understand, um, most of the folks that have been before Chancellor Pride Moore uh, have been have been not not as critical as they were before. Uh, I think his rulings have, have, from what I understand, have um, I could you know from what I understand, there's not been that many appeals. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but I think he's done a, a, a very good job of of what a chancellor does, which is basically splitting the baby, uh, as the story of, in the Bible of King Solomon. Um, and so that's what we have going on. So early on, uh, judges uh, judge elections are really kind of weird in the fact that uh, judges cannot uh, raise their own money. They can't um, solicit money uh, themselves. They have to do it through a committee process, a committee to elect, uh, you know, to a, a judgeship. Uh, so right after the um, right after the one year uh, time came up, next uh, primary election is May the third of twenty twenty two. So sometime after the the first part of May of twenty twenty one, Knoxville Attorney Dino Cole uh, announced that he would be challenging Pride more. I don't think anyone. Um, I think I think the one that I think Chancellor Pridemore realized that he would probably be challenged, um, and so Dino Cole came out early on. Really appeared to um, have a, a pretty good organization. Still has a pretty good organization, uh, and so Dino Cole and um, Chancellor Pridemore have been making the Republican rounds. Uh, they were both at the West Knox Republican Club indoor picnic uh, on um, on this. In, in July, caught myself in a mid yawn there, and um, 
So um, that's um, so they've both been campaigning. They were both in the uh, town of Farragut's Independence Day Parade uh, on July the third. Um, Dino's had a couple of events. Uh, Pridemore's not really had an event yet, you know, a fundraiser or anything yet. Uh, but um, you know, he does have the power of incumbency. Um, so um, on uh, this is Sunday, uh, July the eighteenth. And uh, this evening, uh, a local um, a, w- a local weekly print publication, uh, one of those freebies that you pick up at uh, at a pilot or or somewhere else, um, has um, reported that former Knox County Law Director Bud Armstrong. Um, is going to enter that race against Pride Moore and Dino Cole, which really brings up an interesting thing because let's let's go back and look. Uh, Bud Armstrong had worked in the the legal office um, of the TVA and is a retiree from TVA with we would assume a pretty good pension uh, from from the TVA. Um, he uh, there was became a, a midterm vacancy. Um, and so he, there was a Republican convention uh, up at the Gibbs High School, and he became the Republican nominee uh, to um, to um, be the Republican nominee to run against a Democrat. Uh, and he, so he was elected to a special term on the uh, county commission from the Eighth District. That's up in uh, East Knox County, Northeast Knox County. He then ran for at-large county commissioner against a popular um, former city councilman, former uh, commissioner, uh, Ed Schaus, uh, and um, and Ed beat him uh, pretty pretty well. Um, so that was that. Um, and then he ran for uh, law director, uh, and he was elected to law director. You know, there's a lot of things that have been said about Bud. When he um, when he went against Joe Jarrett, who was um, had filled in for Bill Lockett, uh, Bill Lockett had been elected, then had to leave office, uh, and Joe Jarrett came in. Joe Jarrett uh, had been here for a while, but uh, originally from Florida, and um, so there was um, Bud campaigned on the fact that he knew Tennessee law. Um, you know, law is law. I mean, yeah, there's some the differences in. Tennessee statutes and Florida statutes, but all in all, all in all, it's a, um, it's pretty much law, right? Um, but, uh, Bud won. And, um, then four years later, he was challenged by Nathan Rao and, uh, Bud won again. So he served eight years as Nascan law director. Um, and so, uh, that's um that's kind of where it's at um and so we um and so he served eight years uh he went out this past year um when uh david book uh, was um this david book was uh was elected in eighteen um and um is that right no book was elected in twenty i'm sorry and um so book's been law director since september 1st of 2020 and um 
he um and he was the chief deputy to um bud armstrong and so uh, one of the issues that came about in in 2018 that was really talked about in the 2020 law directors race was this pension this pension issue um so the uniformed officers pension plan or the sheriff's department pension plan um there were some issues about sick time and um ultimately bud armstrong as law director uh filed a lawsuit uh knox county versus knox county in, in essence suing the pension board and um they uh when glenn uh, glenn jacobs came into into office as mayor one of the first things he did in 18 was to say we're not going to have this lawsuit anymore and so he'd worked with sheriff spangler and and other folks and i think it had been revealed there's hundreds of thousands of dollars that had already been paid in the prosecution and the defense because not saying taxpayers are paying both sides of that lawsuit and so glenn jacobs got the county commission to agree to instruct the law director to pull the lawsuit uh, law director wasn't happy about it and it's really kind of interesting because in really bud armstrong's eight-year term as um law director he really didn't like going it was it, it, it would appear that he really didn't like to go to court uh because on a lot of cases he would settle them and write a check that the taxpayers would have to cover uh and so but uh mayor jacobs and the county commission felt like from what they told me there was two two main reasons they they wanted to end the lawsuit uh with the pension board and that was one um to support law enforcement and two because of um the cost that had been going on uh, with the lawsuit uh both sides of it and so um ultimately they won uh bud had to pull the lawsuit but then 10 citizens then filed a lawsuit using a roan county lawyer named tom mcfarland uh and so they filed the same suit uh, so now we're only paying one side of it and that's the defense of it um last time i checked on the lawsuit um they haven't been able to have any hearings because when COVID hit in 2020 um you know all the courts started operating off of zoom and mcfarland uh, according to the lawyer that represents the county um uh, as he was updating the pension board uh, in a in a meeting i watched last year now, he said that McFarland had informed the court that he had uh, no way to appear um, virtually. And so the case is still still just kind of floating out there. It's out there in the court somewhere. But really, you know, the, the frustration with Bud from the officers and from those in county government that supported the officers and supported doing away with uh, with the conflict of the of the of the lawsuit uh, on the pension board. Um they really began, I guess, in 2020. Uh, they became became really the the scuttlebutt behind the scenes is that that Bud was the precursor to defund the police, um, and so you know they got that going on for you. So it's hard to tell if uh, Bud will have the support of law enforcement because of that. So that's the one case. So in Chancery uh, Division Two, you got uh, Chancellor uh, Eddie Pridemore. You have Dino Cole, and now you have Bud Armstrong. Now, down in uh, General Sessions, uh, General Sessions Court Division Two, both of them Division Two, but in General Sessions Division Two, you have uh, Judge Jeff Emery. Uh, Jeff was one. Of, Judge Emery was one of the first people I met 
early, early on in the early eighties. Um, and, um, he's retiring now, um, at the end of this term. Uh, so he'll, he'll end on August 31st of 2022. Um, Judd Davis, an assistant district attorney, uh, is running for that seat. And, uh, he had no known opponent, uh, there'd been some scuttlebutt uh, at the West Knox uh, Republican Club indoor picnic that Sharon Frankenberg, a Knox County magistrate, was going to run for it. Uh, I've been told that she told people at that picnic that she was going to run. But when it came time for her to announce, uh, she was just simply introduced as Magistrate Sharon Frankenberg. Uh, and um, she made no announcement that she would be running for General Sessions Division Two on Friday. Uh, early Friday morning, I received an email from Ray Jenkins, who's another Knox County magistrate. He's a former Republican Party chairman. He ran for circuit court uh, against Christy Davis, who's now on the Court of Appeals, um, and Billy Stokes, also a former Republican Party chairman. Uh, back in 2014, Christy Davis won that race, uh, besting both Stokes and Jenkins. Um, and then Jenkins went on to, to become magistrate, which magistrate's a pretty good little gig. Um, you're the one, you're one of, I think four or five that actually have to hear what the, what the proof is on, um, on an arrest. And then you have to sign the arrest warrant and the, and determine whether they go to jail when, when they're up for arraignment and all that kind of stuff. So you're kind of a prejudge, but in addition to being a prejudge, a magistrate, uh, I don't want to use the term prejudge too much. Um, in order, in, in addition to being a magistrate, you can still practice law. So it's a pretty good little gig, I think. Uh, the salary's pretty good. Um, I'm sure you still get your benefits, plus you still get to practice your own law, which most which judges um, have a, a wind-down time when they become a judge. They have to wind down their practice, and then they have cases past the wind-down period. they got to pass them off to somebody else. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, so Ray Jenkins announced early Friday morning that he's going to also uh, run for the position that Judd Davis had already uh, had already announced for. Um, so that's going to be an interesting uh, Republican primary if only those two stay in. Um, some people, the word was going around that Bud was talking about general sessions, but then he talked about chancery. So now we know that Bud's going for chancery. Uh, Judd's uh, in general sessions, Ray's apparently in general sessions. And what happens is now that you got three in the Chantry Division Two and two in general sessions Division Two, politics is a multiplying effect, okay? So when you get uh, three, sometimes you might wind up with six. Or when you got two, you might wind up with four. So there's some other judges that I know that are out there thinking about some um, judge positions. For next year, basically all the judge positions will be up next year in Knox County. Uh, but, you know, it's really kind of rare that an attorney challenges an incumbent judge. Now, obviously, there was a lot of hurt feelings um, when uh, Pridemore um, was the David that took out the Goliath with uh, Fansler. Um, so... You know that that was ex that was kind of expected by everybody, I think. Um, but uh, one thing that did happen at the West Knox Republican Club was that um, 
General Sessions Judge Division Five, Tony Stansberry, was there. He and his wife have been very active in Republican politics. She's worked in um, Congressman Duncan's office. Now she works in Congressman Burchett's office as a, as a um, as a caseworker, uh, an office manager, I believe. And um, our one of our the uh, the lawyer, uh, Knoxville lawyer uh, Steve Weiner, who's also the assistant treasurer of the Knox County Republican Party. Uh, announced that he was running against Stansberry, and that was news to Stansberry. Um, so that was an that was an interesting drama, uh, but um, really, again, like I say, it's really an, it's really rare that people run against an incumbent judge. But anyway, so you got five. Sorry about that. So you got five general sessions judges uh, in Knoxville. You got three criminal court judges uh, in Knoxville. You have three chancery court judges. You have three circuit court judges. You have a fourth circuit court judge, which is the, basically the family court. Uh, Greg McMillan gets the honor of having to dissolve marriages and determine child support and all that kind of stuff. And then you got the juvenile court judge, Tim Irwin. All of them will be on the ballot, along with their court clerks, Charles Susano, circuit court clerk, uh, Mike Hammond, criminal court clerk, along with our district attorney general, uh, Sharm Allen, along with our public defender eric lutton all of them will be on the ballot uh, they'll be in the all of those that are currently in office or on the republican primary ballot i'm sure there'll be some democrat lawyers uh that will probably file to run against some of them in the general but eh, we ain't worried about that right now um so that's kind of the lay of the land in the judiciary in knox county um and so we'll see how it all shakes out i mean things are things got Kind of interesting. Uh, the first of May, when Dino announced against Pride Moore, and then, and then toward the end of June, um, it uh, Judd announced and uh, that um, he was running because Judge Emery wasn't running. Um, and so uh, now, you know, we've had another. That was the end of June. Now here we are in the middle of July, and we have uh, the Ray Jenkins and and Bud Armstrong situation coming up. So, you know, there'll be continual, um, there'll be some more come along, um, I would suspect. Um, and, um, we'll just see, but, uh, from what I understand, all those judges have, all the ones that are in office now have decided they're going to uh, pursue another eight year term. Uh, the judges, uh, are eight years, um, they run every eight years. Uh, so when you get that job, you get it for eight years. Um, a couple other races, uh, Irvin, the circuit court, uh, Jerome Melson was appointed in January by governor Bill Lee. Nobody's, um, really sought to run against, uh, uh, Jerome Melson. He's from, from what I watched of his, um, uh, of the, the trial vacancy court, um, selection group. Uh, he was very solid in his interview. Uh, that was in October, uh, before, um, October of 2020 before, um, judge Lee, they took like five or six and dwindled them down to three for governor Lee to consider. And, and Jerome Nelson, I think is very solid. Uh, also, uh, in the chancery court in division three, Chris Hagerty replaced Mike Moyers by governor appointment. It's been kind of interesting that no one has entered that race yet. And here's why uh, I got nothing against Chris Haggerty. Uh, it's just that as that interview with the trial, with the, with the court vacancy uh, committee, um, 
and I'm starting to wind up here. Uh, as that was going on in October, John Harbor, who's a, a prior Flynn priest in Harbor, um, uh, you know, a very well-known, reputable, uh, successful lawyer. Um, when he uh, applied for that job, uh, one of the first things he said in the interview was that he was planning to run for chancellor, uh, chancellor in 2022. Uh, but then uh, this vacancy came up with uh, Chancellor Moyers deciding to retire. And so he went in and, and applied for the position. So that would kind of tend to believe that maybe he was looking at Pridemore's race, you would think, because he probably wouldn't want to run against John Weaver or um, uh, Mike Moyers. Uh, and so he applied for it. And he was one of the three finalists uh, for Chancery. Uh, but uh, Governor Lee chose uh, Chris Hagerty instead of um instead of john harbor and you know i think um i don't want to say that politics played a power in it but it politics is politics um chris Hagerty and tim burchett uh longtime friends uh from like the second grade on uh and so i i think you know um, no no harm no foul to our to our governor uh but um you know clearly i, I think I think the politics played a role in that. I don't think it was the sole role. Uh, Bill Lee's pretty conscientious dude, I think. Um, so, anyway, that's kind of so. No one's really come out against Hagerty yet. No one's, and um, not sure that anyone will. But that is certainly not a true incumbent um, in that regard. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, that is uh, going to give us uh, kind of the update. We're at tw right at twenty-two minutes in. Uh, the last one, man, I got cut off at 30 minutes because I, I was uh, pretty impassioned about our school board. Uh, that was recorded last Wednesday, about mm, three, two, four, four days ago. Uh, and so uh, I'm not going to do that to y'all tonight. But uh, I do appreciate you tuning in to the Brian Hornback Podcast, episode 39. Uh, hopefully we'll get up uh, number 40 here in the next couple of days. County Commission meets tomorrow. Um they're going to be uh, again debating the merit council changes, which uh, they had a they had a workshop chairman's briefing uh, on Thursday, and that lasted for two and a half hours on the merit council. And so we'll have some more um, thoughts on that tomorrow after they uh, have their workshop. So anyway, I hope you all have an excellent week. Uh, this is approaching uh, this. Um, it's been recorded on July the eighteenth of twenty twenty one. And so uh, tomorrow is July the 19th. Uh, and so we will see how the politics goes from there. Um, I will say that um, Knox County, uh, former Knox County Sheriff Jimmy J.J. Jones will have his official kickoff uh, on Tuesday at Chesapeake's out on Parkside Drive. Uh, so that's another event we got coming up on Tuesday. And um, we'll keep you all informed. So uh, thank you all for listening to the Brian Hornback podcast or watching it. Uh, if you listen to us on any of the streams that you listen to, give us a rating, give us a like, uh, whatever you can do on those po on those podcast streams. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, fantastic. Give us a like, give us a share, subscribe to the Brian Hornback YouTube page. If you're listening to us on stream and you happen to be just hanging out on YouTube one day, uh, look us up, uh, subscribe, uh, follow us, like us, uh, share, share me wherever you can go. Um, some folks have asked about tips, uh, and there's two types of tips. There's tips for um, what's going on in the world, 
I appreciate those. And then there's monetary tips. And so I've been asked to supply a PayPal link. And so when you go to the brianhornback.com website over on the top right uh, is a link to the PayPal. If you want to throw some few bucks in, we appreciate it. If you don't, uh, that's okay too. So anyway, thank you all for listening to the Brian Hornback podcast and have a great day.